Yo, what's good, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Holotakes Podcast. My name is Riman, and I'm your host. And today, I'm here with OG the Clamp God, aka OG the Clamp God, from Twitter. Again, if you don't follow this guy, go follow this guy. He's a menace on the internet. So go follow him. Uh, say what up, Eli? What are you saying? What's going on, everybody? It's uh, it's me, OG the Clamp God. That you should you. I really hope you guys don't follow me. I'm a horrible person. <laughs> he's being he's being too hard on himself. No, go give him a follow. He's he's a good follow on Twitter. Uh, today we got a special episode for all you guys. Um, we're doing an all-time Raptors lineup. We're gonna be doing first team, second team, third team, a bench mob, and then pretty much a reserve. The reserve lineup will be pretty much everybody that just didn't make the top four lineup. Um, but before we get into the episode, just want to say thank you again for joining us. And I hope all of you guys are having an amazing start to May. Uh, I know we're already like a week and a half in. Um, if you're fasting, if, if you're celebrating Ramadan, we're almost there to the finish line. So keep going, you know, keep staying positive. And um, yeah, I hope you have an amazing Eid because Eid is coming up very soon. But yeah, Eli, you want to get right into it? Let's go, bro. Let's get right into it. All right, let's get right into it. Okay, first up, we got Alvin Williams. Where are you putting him? Oh, uh, that's tough, man. It's guard. It's it's pretty guard heavy. Yeah, kind of. It's yeah, very, it's a very guard heavy like historical like I guess lineup of guys. Yeah. Oh. By the way, before we decide. We're not going to be checking, doing any stat checks, no nothing. We're going to go all based on just feelings, how we feel about these players, their contribution to our organization, and how long they've spent here, et cetera. Because I know some people are going to be crying for Tracy McGrady to be in the first team. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll get to that. So you go with that, Eli? All facts? I mean, not, not all facts. What am I saying? Yeah, I'm, all feelings, I'm no facts. I'm good with it, bro. So... Oof, I will, honestly, bro, if, if it's just going to be based off feelings, and man, like, he's got to be, like, bench mob or reserve. Like, I... Really? Like, when I think about... I, I mean, he's not one of those guys that comes to my mind when I think of, wow, what a historical great Raptor, to be honest with you. What if we did a mix? What if what, what if we went half and half? We went facts, but we also went feelings. Okay, then, I, yeah, then, okay, sure. All right. What do you think? Man, you made me with a hard one first. I thought we were. It's a hard one, huh? This one's a difficult one. Like you actually have to think about it. Like I actually have to. (laughs) Um, what if? Okay, let's skip this one then. Let's skip him. Let's go to the next man, Amir Johnson. Oh, Amir, my guy. Um, because look, we're doing two guards, two forwards, one center, and if there's no center, we'll just squeeze in a forward in there. Okay, okay. Unless you want to go positionless, I think positionless would be good too. Um. Yeah, yeah, but I think we should go positionless because I feel like if there's one thing I hate about like all the all the like all NBA all defense, it's like always has to be positioned and then people get shafted because of it. So mm. let's just go positionless, like just let's do it. historical greats. So let's do it, bro. Amir, bro. See, like Amir, like I love Amir, man. Like I feel like Amir, like his contributions to the team it wasn't even so much about winning as much like he definitely was there for like beginning of the weed north era but i feel like it was more just like his vibes like amir embraced yeah. amir loved it here yeah. like, he always had a smile he did a lot for the community man yeah that's what i'm saying man he did a lot for the community but like it's tough because it's like bro there's a lot of good players on this list. Cause, yo, but keep in mind though like we can play someone somewhere 
but then we can always swap them out. You know yeah. what I mean? As we go through okay. the list, so like sure. we can much. just start with a mirror, place them somewhere, and then we can just evaluate as we go okay. down the list. I like this. You know what? I, my gut. Let's let's put him at for bench mob at this point. At this bench point, mob at this point. I say we put bench for this point. That's respectable, man, because he did give us a lot of energy off the bench, so that's respectable. Yeah, yeah. and you know what? Since since we skipped him, I say we, Alvin Williams. Let's throw him on the bench mob as well. Bench mob as well. Let's throw him there. Yeah, I mean, you know what? I I fuck with that like. I fuck with the idea that he's still around the organization a bit. Like yeah, he's I like that everybody. too. Yeah. He wasn't some superstar for us, but he was a serviceable role player. And he did his part and he played his role. And like now he's still here, like still embracing this organization. So I can respect that about him. 100%. All right. Next up, we got Antonio Davis. Now, I'll be honest. I didn't watch the Raptors around this time. I wasn't even living in Canada at this time. So I had no clue who the Raptors were. Antonio Davis. Where is Antonio Davis is gonna go? I'm gonna say off the top of my head, third team. Um, I mean, this was like I think third team too, man. If I remember correctly, he was undrafted. Uh, he was a one-time All Star, and he made a really big impact on our that early sort of uh, days of the Raptors with Vince. So it's like you know, I gotta, I gotta show my guy some love. Yeah, and I gotta show some third team love. Yeah, and you know what? Shout out to him. He got married really young, and his marriage is still going strong. So shout out to him. That, that's a great. Yo, marriage. that's a big dub, bro. That alone, thirteen. 13. 13. I mean, if he had a, if he was part of our ring, then you know, for second team. But off the marriage alone, we'll put him on 13. That's Next up, everybody's favorite pasta brand. We got the primo pasta himself, Andrea Bargnani, Toronto's first pick in 2007. Reserve. Um, can we just can we reserve? Just, just put you, uh, yuck. Just yuck. <laughs> wait, did I get that wrong? Was it 2006 or 2007 pick? I think it was 2007, right? No, no, I think it was, um, I think it was 2006. Yeah, it was 2006. 2006. Marcus was second overall. That's just right. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. Honestly, man, doesn't matter if it was 2006, 2007. This guy's booty cheeks. We already know where we're putting him. Reserve. Well, well, yeah, he, he's on reserve. Right. But, you know, we still have to put him in there. Our first pick, we had to show him some sort of respect. Of course. Uh, <laughs> next up. Can we, what's up, what's up? You know what's crazy about him is that he got flamed so much for, I guess, the failures of living up as a number one pick as a basketball player that when you go on his Instagram, he has no mention that he's a former NBA player or, like, a basketball player in general. That is insane, man. He lists, like, everything he does, like, uh, influencer, DJ, this, that, entrepreneur, but there's no mention of him playing basketball, and every picture on his Instagram is just not basketball-related. But take it in, though. This is like he got drafted like 15 years ago. Imagine if he was in the league now. Like if he got drafted in like after 2015. Like look what happened to Anthony Bennett, bro. I oh man, he's lucky that he got drafted before social media age. Yeah, like Bennett, I feel bad for because I feel like it was just a really bad class, and Cleveland just pulled a Cleveland and really overpicked the guy, like really just overreached with the guy. But yo, I was saying, I said this early in the season, bro. Like if if Bargnani played in today's game, he'd actually be a good NBA player because. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't mean it to sound like he was like some elite, but like in a way he was ahead of his time because like he was a stretch yeah. big in an era where like every big had to live in the paint. And like, you know, it, it sucks because like he'd actually be eating. He'd be really good. He'd be a very serviceable player in today's NBA. But it's, He like, would be mad. Yeah, man. It just, it sucks though because it's like, oh, poor guy. But I mean, he also just was baby shit soft. Like how you seven, <laughs> how you, like how you seven feet tall and you're grabbing five rebounds? You know, have some shame. Please just have some shame. Bro, I'll never forget Tim and Sid's Bargani song. Oh, 
<laughs> All right, next up, we got Mr. Air Canada, half human, half amazing, Vince Carter. I think we already know where he, Vince Carter is going to go. Reserve. Should no, we put him up there? Yeah, first team. He's, yeah. First team, man. Like, it's I, undeniable what he did for the city. Oh, and not even just the city, the whole country. Like, you know what? Like, I, I still don't, like, I still don't like him like that. Like, it, it's kind of like a forgive but never forget type of thing, the way he yeah. handled leaving the city and, like, the way he handled it. I'm not going to lie. Like, obviously, the organization was an absolute joke, and I get why he wanted out, but it's like, bro, you just sabotaged the fuck out of us in the process. You know what I mean? So it's like, He did, man. The, the and then to come like, back, and then to come back with the Nets and just torch our ass? Yeah, just torch Oh, my God. Like, oh, you scumbag. But, like, it is what it is. Like, it was a long time ago. Like, I, I feel like now, in hindsight, he probably thinks he, he wishes he'd handle it better, I imagine. But, like... I'm sure. I think he mentioned that. He did. Yeah. He was vocal about it. Yeah, he was young, you know. He was, he was a young guy. He was a superstar. And, like, I mean, he had all this talent and everything. And he was not being compensated or like surrounded yeah so it, it is what it is i'm sure he's learned from it like i think you i like the way he went out of the league as like a mentor kind of like just yeah the next group of guys so. like COVID sussed it up obviously he didn't get to like really finish it out but i'm glad that like you know his like print is is on like so many different organizations oh, and like yeah. I mean, especially how he carried himself as a vet for a long time oh facts facts um, so for everybody that's listening to this uh, podcast audio form, uh, you can go over to our YouTube and look at the video version of it because we are showing um, our tier list on there. But for those that are listening to it via audio on Spotify, I know it's a little difficult for you guys to follow along. So I think we're going to switch the format up a little bit um, just to make it easier for you all to follow along. So Vince Carter is first team. So Eli, how about this? Why don't we just finish our first team up first so it's easier for our, our listeners yeah. to follow along and That's then we'll just work our way down. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Because we already got some people on the board so it should be easier to do it now. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. All right, so who's joining Vince Carter? Who's going to be his point guard? I think we can, it's, it's not even a debate. Kyle Lowry has to be his point guard, right? Absolutely. The greatest Raptor of all time? Not even, I mean, it shouldn't even have to be said. Like, that was a given. Yeah. You put that man right there. Champion, man. Man, Dr. Kyle fucking Larry. It's so random, bro. He got at Arcadia University in Nova Scotia. <laughs> out of all places. Hey, man, you know what? But, hey, my guy's a doctor, you know? Him and Shaq. These guys are both doctors now, so you gotta respect it. Yo, that's so fire. All right. So who's running, who's running center or uh, power forward for them? I think... I'm feeling Chris Bosh. Yeah, it should be Chris Bosh. People can say it should be they, Chris Bosh. For now, it's Chris Bosh. I mean, like people can say whatever they want about Chris Bosh. Yeah. And, um, again, like it's warranted to an extent, but like this was a guy that really was cooking it for the longest time with us. It was like a walking twenty and ten, led us to the playoffs, led us to our first Atlantic Division title, and yeah. um, he did it with a pretty mediocre cast for the most part. So I, I, I get some people want to slander him, but like. If we're really gonna go there, like I think Vince Slander is more warranted than like Bosch. Is than Chris Bosch Slander? Yeah, like yeah, to be honest with definitely. you, like, I never quite understood the Chris Bosch Slander. Like this is a guy that, for as far as I'm concerned, really gave it his all and like did everything he could. But like again, this organization at the time was a joke. So like, what do you exactly want this guy to do? Like he's not yeah. gonna sit here and rot away for nothing. And like, yeah, maybe people are are pissed because he went and joined LeBron I don't know but like to me like, I see some of the way people talk about Chris Bosh it's like bro like this is the greatest power forward in our franchise history like 
let's relax with the slander. Like, I love Siakam, yeah. but Siakam's not there yet. So, like, Siakam's not there yet. Give it a couple more seasons. If Siakam gets a couple more accolades, a couple more All NBAs, um, I can definitely start to put like Siakam up there. Yeah. Uh, especially if Siakam exceeds the amount of time Bosch has spent with us. Yeah. That's like, because Bosch was here for how long? Six years? Uh, seven. Seven. He got drafted. Seven. He got drafted in 03 and then he left. 03. In 09. So yes. No. No. No, it wasn't 09. He left uh, oh, yeah. 10-11. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he played one season with DeMar. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my point, bro. It's like, people want to slander this guy for no reason, as far as I'm concerned. Like, you like, what do you want this guy to do? Like, he did every, literally everything he could, but, like, it is what it is, man. Like, I'm not going to hate on my man. He's a yeah, like... He's a future Hall of Famer. <laughs> like, I mean, that, that's what it comes down to. He's a future Hall of Famer. He is. He's also nominated right now, so it's perfect. One of our first Hall of Famers. Now, to move on... Um, this is where the next one comes in. So are we going to play VC at two or three? Because next person I'm looking at is DeMar. Yeah, like, it's tough. I feel like uh, it's got to be DeMar. DeMar's got to be there, man. You can't have... Yo, we, we can't separate Larry and DeMar, man. Uh, you, you, DeMar's got to be there. Like, DeMar really paved the way. I mean, he took us further than anyone ever did prior, obviously, to winning a championship. So like, you can't... I like, am Toronto. Yeah, and exactly. Like, at the end of the, at the, end of the day, like accolades and like accomplishments aside this is a guy that really embraced the city like this guy genuinely loved playing in toronto and like this was his second home like he turned down going home to stay here and he did it with ease so it's like it's not even really a question about he didn't even listen to any offers no like he just knew i'm this is where i'm staying exactly so it's not even a question of whether or not like he's um you know, the time, the first team all time with Raptors. Wow, man. So, I think it's pretty obvious um, who the next one's going to be. I think Kawhi Leonard's going to play the four with Absolutely. Chris Bosh playing the five. And I think that sums up our first team. Uh, first team. Yeah. There's no debate with Kawhi, man. It really like It really shouldn't be a debate. Like, anyone that disagrees with this lineup, I'm like, I don't know. Like, who, who would you exchange? Like, I, I don't know. Like, there really is no argument for swapping out anyone for anyone else, truthfully. So like. So what's so what's the ceiling for this lineup aside from a championship? How many teams do you think they're gonna? I'm not how many teams. How many games do you think they're gonna win? This team. If this was an actual team. You're looking at 60, 60, 22. Oh, no, that's, that that could easily be like 60 win season. Like that's like, bro, you have, you have three elite shot creators, and. You have an elite point guard in Lowry that can spread the floor, play off ball. Chris Bosh can spread the floor. I mean, bro, there's not much to – not I, I, I don't really know. Bro, especially if you give, like, Kenny VC. You can't even really say defense is that much of a weakness because Lowry, Kawhi, Bosh can all hold their own. So it's yeah. Like, bro, it's like – that'd be a scary line. Bro, this is an insane team. I would love to play with this team on 2K. Oh, this is such a 2K team, bro. You you go oh. ISO with uh, up top and just spread everybody out. Mm-hmm. Oh no, this wouldn't be a fair team at all to like, face off against. I I would pay high. I pay top dollar. Maybe even sacrifice my firstborn to watch that team all in their prime. Would this team win a championship this season? Would they win one? In their current so so Bosch, just like imagine what Bosch would be. Um, let's say Bosch was like. Yeah, like in this system, this year, let's say Bosch was 15, 7, and 5. 15, 7, and 5. And he was just shooting barely over 35%. Yeah. 
Bro, but with all the other ones, you think we'd win a championship this I season? Think, I think so. I mean, bro, again, with this lineup, like, that's easy, easy, like, conference final appearance. Like, there's no stopping that team. I mean, I think we'd win a ring with that team, to be honest. Like, no one's stopping that team. Especially, I like that. Especially Raptors Kawhi. Nah, man, Raptors Kawhi was a different Kawhi, man. That was a People don't Kawhi. understand that, man. People don't understand that. Like, Raptors we... Kawhi was the best Kawhi. I'm sorry. He's better than Clippers Kawhi. Bro, like, the position he was in, the opportunity, like, the situation like Raptors created for him, like the environment he had, was perfect. He didn't have to be vocal because you had Kyle Lowry and Fred for that. He didn't have to always be the number one guy. He only had to be the number one guy in go time, like when we really needed him. Yeah, because like, like, we had, had a, other guys. We had a, we had yeah, go on, go on. Yeah, no, we had a deep team that he could rely on. Like if he's having an off night, he doesn't have to worry about like some bums like having to like, carry the job. Like he was actually set. Bro, speaking of bums. Paul George is already in playoff mode. The way uh, Clippers lost to Knicks just now, like literally like less than an hour ago, yeah, that was sad. Like going up like 15, almost 20 points, and then losing to them by almost like 10 after. Like that's pathetic, man. To a Knicks team, come on. I mean, the Knicks are good. The Knicks are good this year. Oh, Knicks are actually a scary defensive team, but Paul George actually sucks. Like that guy is actually garbage. He's not garbage, but he he stinks. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) All right, moving on to the second team. Um... Okay, let's see. I'm, I don't know. You, it, is there a debate between Jose and Fred? Who's a better guard? I mean, you know what, man? It's it's tough because, like, uh, I, I want Jose's to... been a Raptor lifer if yeah. he wasn't getting traded, if he didn't get traded, yeah. Yeah, man. Like, and people forget Jose had, like, elite numbers. Like, he wasn't a flashy offensive player like that, but he was, like, super efficient and just an elite playmaker he's, he's a traditional a point man he, yeah, he did yeah. his job exactly and he was an elite playmaker in the league for a while there and like he has i still pretty sure he holds the record for like the best free throw shooting season of all time was it a 99 yeah or like 98 he missed like three free throws the whole season or something like that if I that is ridiculous man and i feel like it's tough i feel like you know what jose is the jose yeah second team jose i think jose would go better with our second team especially the teams that we're building for second team mm-hmm. um we'll, we'll get back to fred all right who's filling out the second spot on the second team i think it's easy pascal like i don't i don't think that's a debate oh yeah yeah it's definitely pascal. definitely pascal yeah pascal is definitely going to be playing the three or four uh depending on who else we put up there now, who's going to be the guard, man? Who's going to be the two or three? The only person I see here that I could maybe debate between is Norm, T-Mac, and Jalen Rose. Bro, you're forgetting about Mighty Mouse, bro. Put some, we got to put some respect. Mighty Mouse, I, I have Mighty Mouse on there, but, I, like, the thing is, maybe because I didn't really watch Mighty Mouse play um, you won and his exit. Yeah. And his exit from Toronto wasn't pretty, so maybe that's why I'm a little salty. Yeah. But you know, I'm going to leave that out the door. Tell me no, what you think. I get that. I get that. You know what? Uh, who is the two guard? You know what? I I honestly think uh, honestly think maybe it might just have to be Fred, man, because Fred played a pivotal role in winning a championship, man. That's like, true. Like Fred, Fred can be the two guard. I mean, like we're already watching Fred play the two, so it's not like it's like some crazy concept to think that he's like a two guard. How good was Jose as a shooter, like a three-point shooter? He was good. He was efi- I mean, he wasn't some high volume, but he was efficient. So, yeah, so that, I guess it makes sense because 
Jose would facilitate, and Fred would just ISO oh, and just hold the ball as long as he can. That'd be a fun backcourt to watch, to be honest. Like, that know, would be. Jose would be, like, just beating him the ball and, like, just really blessing him. Who's running um, the three for them? Who's running the three? Huh. We still got Mo Pete up there. We still got Norm, Jalen Rose, T-Mac, OG. I say it's Mo Pete. I mean, I know Mo, Mo Pete. Pete? I mean, Mo Pete's a two-guard. But like he, he should be. But in the modern NBA, he could play the three. Yeah, how how tall was he anyway? I think he was six six. He was either six five or six six. Let's see. Yeah, he was six seven. Bro, I'm looking at this lineup right now for the second team. It's Jose, Fred, Mopi, Pascal. That's pretty disgusting. That's pretty like that's, that's an abundance amount of scoring from the two to four position. Trust me. Um, and then the last spot. It's Ibaka or Jonas, man. It's a Bakar Jonas. Yo, that's the crazy thing. I feel like Mark has an argument too, though. The thing is, I Mark definitely but, has an yeah, argument. Yeah, you know, I know what you mean. Yeah, he just has, he wasn't there long enough. And he I wasn't there long enough. Plus, I think with the with the lineup of the second team, I don't think Mark is needed because you have Pascal that can uh, play make. You have you know Jose that can play make and Fred when he wants to. Mark, right? Down, Mark shut down all the elite bigs we face. Like, that yeah. is true, though. Like, honestly, bro, I feel like just because of his contributions in 2019, that 2019 playoff run, like, I honestly think that cements him in the second team. Because it's like, yeah. bro, the thing with Serge, like, Serge was like, Serge had, it's, it's between him and Serge. I actually don't have Valanciunas on second team as much as I you don't, you don't have JV in second team. Wow. Yeah. Some Raptors fans might come at us for this. Yeah, I, I could care less because it's like, he, he was great and all, but, like, well, let's be honest, like, Mark did more in one postseason for the Raptors than Valanciunas just did in like four, and I I I wholeheartedly mean that. I mean, yeah. show me, show me a playoff run where Valanciunas was more impactful than shutting down Vooch, and then the next round shutting down Embiid, <clears throat> and, then, and then Lopez, not even Lopez, like helping shut down Giannis. Giannis, right? Giannis yeah, with the wall. Had, you know, Giannis said he had nightmares and he'd see Marcus Olin, and it's like. <laughs> So, like, you're telling me he does that back-to-back-to-back rounds and then plays his part? All right, no debate, no debate. All right, yeah, uh, you, you have convinced me, my friend. It's got to be Mark, bro. Mark Gasol. Because like, cause now that I think about it, if if Mark Gasol doesn't get the rebound, Pascal could just literally grab the board and just push it in transition. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, like that would be a really good 4-5 combo. I'm all I'm, – I'm a Mark, uh, Mark Gasol stand. Like, that guy <laughs> – I feel like, you know, especially especially now watching how the Lakers are doing him dirty, it makes me love him more because it's like these people don't appreciate how good Mark is. They don't look at the actual tape. They just watch stats, and they, they expect him to be something he's not, and they don't appreciate him for what he really is. Like, these guys yeah. love these guys want some super athletic uh, big that can switch and do this and that. And, like, that's not Marc Gasol. But Marc Gasol, you put, like, you put him on any elite big in the post and he's locking them down. Like, he'll lock them down. And he'll, he'll do it better than Drummond or Harrell or any of those guys. Like, he those was guys, pretty good for the Lakers as of late. He's been naming some threes. Exactly. Uh, and he's a floor spacer. He's a floor spacer. Like, at the end of the day, like, Especially against even a guy like Rudy Gobert, you know, like, like Drummond. I mean, if I'm Rudy Gobert, I'm not worried about Drummond because it's like, bro, this guy can't do anything. Like this guy's actually <laughs> actually sucks. But like, if I'm if I'm Rudy and I'm facing off against Mark, I'm more worried because I know that my presence in the paint is going to be reduced because he can actually stretch the floor. Like I have to respect his shot. I can't just bank on him 
you know, like I can't live with the fact that Mark hits threes. Oh, I can live with that. You can't because Mark can hit those. Like Drummond, uh, I'm not worried, bro. But Yo, like, imagine like, like think about this. I don't think aside from Mark Gasol and Jokic, I don't know how good Jokic is really uh, defensively because I haven't watched him that much. But do you really have a lot of three and D centers? <laughs> you don't. No, That's like a fucking unicorn yeah, type of. I, I will say Jokic's defense has gotten better, but like obviously the offensive end is like where like he obviously makes his bread and butter. So Mark is like the only three and D center. I'm I'm trying to think like I mean if, if you'd want to call Embiid like a guy, I mean I don't want to say he's three and D but like Embiid can hit a three at a respectable rate and he can play elite defense so there's that. Um, I'm trying to look at it from an angle of like, like I'm trying to look at it from thing? an angle of like a uh, like a role thing like yo you defend on defense and on offense you space the floor. Uh, yeah, I mean I guess like you know off the top of my head like I can't think of a three and D like five in the league right now that's like, specifically a three and D guy I can't. Yeah. Like I mean, I'm sure there is, but like I'm, I'm just kind of blanking at the moment. Like, yeah, I mean, I think it's safe to say that the Lakers are doing him dirty, man. They, they don't really know how to use him. They're definitely not using him and utilizing him how the Raptors did with the roster that we had last year, especially oh, yeah. when we won the championship. Um, moving on. So before we move on, though, to wrap up second team, we got Jose, Point, Fred, two, uh, two position. We got Mo Pete playing the three, Pascal playing the four. And we got the great Marc Gasol playing the five. All right, going to 13. Eli, just reminding you that we still have T-Mac on the board. So this is where we might have to start having a discussion about T-Mac. So Antonio Davis is already at our center position. Who's playing the point? Is it gonna, I think it's Mighty Mouse. It's Mighty There's Mouse. no debate there, right? It's Mighty, it's Mouse. Mighty Mouse. It's Mighty Mouse. Our very first rookie of the year. Um, you know, he was part of the roster that beat Jordan's uh, 96 Bulls. Crazy, crazy, crazy game. Uh, I watched it the other day just to be reminded of how great Mighty Mouse was. But even though I didn't watch him, like, I don't really, obviously, I didn't watch him live. I was, like, three years old at the time, living in fucking South Asia. Had no clue what basketball was. But, you know, it was great to go back and watch that game on YouTube the other day. All right, who's going to be his uh, backcourt partner? Now we got Norm T-Mac. Jalen Rose is still up there. You know what, bro? I'm uh, I'm gonna have to go with uh, I have to go with my guy Norm. So we have to, man. Especially after how he exited Toronto this year and yeah, man, like, just I, his development. Yeah, I gotta go with Norm, bro. I gotta go with Norm. Just I where mean, are we putting T Mac then? T Mac, I'll put T Mac at the three. At the three in the same lineup. Yeah. All right. Like, so I'm assuming. Sorry, go on. Here's my thing with T Mac. He he had a decent tenure with us but i feel like people like they hype up like what this guy and then, you know what the funny thing is, is it's not even raptors fans that hype him up like raptors fans at least rational ones will tell you that like t-mac was whatever with us like he he had like a good you know that one year where he was dropping basically 16 off the bench and then he left yeah. and when he became the t-mac everybody knows but like when he was with us like what did he do to really warrant like this much respect like he, he hasn't really done too much in all honesty yeah, because I, I kind of look at the T-Mac situation sometimes as a James Harden situation in OKC. Um, like, when James Harden was there with Russ and KD, like, James Harden had an impactful role. Like, that team was making noise. Yeah. But then with the Raptors, T-Mac, yeah, he was dropping numbers off the bench, but, you know, like, he, he just wanted more and he left. Yeah, so it's I, like, I, I can't really give him that respect as a Raptor. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. And at the end of the day, like it came between we had to make a choice between Vince and T Mac. We picked Vince, and the rest is history. You know what I mean? So it's like. Yeah. We won't, we won't. I think thirteen for T Mac is very respectable. Yeah, I think that's. I think it's more than fair. So who's playing the four for them? We got Boucher. We got Ibaka. It's Ibaka. We got OG. We it's still Ibaka. got JV up there. It's it's Ibaka, bro. It's gotta be. Ibaka. It's Ibaka. Yeah. I think Serge is up there too. And you but, know, what? I guess in it, because we talked about. I, I say, you know what? We got to move Antonio Davis to the bench mob. Yeah, we have to, man. Because I was going to say, like, JV or Antonio Davis, I think you would go with JV. Yeah, I, like, lo- I love love Antonio Davis from my childhood. I still have my Antonio Davis picture in my room. But, you know, sorry, sorry, bro. I'm, I'm really sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So to wrap up 13, we got Damon Stoudemire, a.k.a. Mighty Mouse. We got Norman Powell. We got T-Mac, Serge Ibaka, and to wrap up the lineup, we got Jonas Valachunas playing center. That's a really good lineup, man. Like, that that lineup alone, like, with all those guys in their prime could really torch a lot of teams. Yeah. That could be almost like a 55-plus winning team. Yeah, facts. Uh, all right. Benchmark, bro. Yeah, this is where it gets tough with the benchmark. <laughs> they're they're going to get some people moved around. Um. Okay, so who do we have? We have Amir. Okay, that's our four. Alvin Williams is like a two. And then Antonio Davis. Got Antonio. Like a four or five. So Amir's playing the four, I'm assuming, right? Yeah, in this case, yeah. And then Antonio Davis is five. So who's going to be... Who's running point for them, man? There's only one point guard left up there. Yeah, like, I mean, oh, God. This is like... I gotta think about it. I don't know, because, like... Right now, unless you want Alvin to play point, and we can have OG play um, shooting guard. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, you know the ones we really have to think about it. It's like, uh, um, okay, you know what? Let's move Alvin Williams to the one. Okay, I like that. And this is gonna be my hot take. T. Ross, Doug Christie to the two. No, seriously. Tell me. Bro, I mean, why? This is guy this is one of the best defensive two guards ever. I mean, this is a guy who had clamps and like if you look at his tenure with the Raptors, man, he was putting the buckets, man. Like he was putting up numbers. Like this wasn't just like a Tony Allen type guy. This is a guy who was like giving you like 15, 16 a game for you know, for a few years there. For like four years there, he was averaging double That's digits. True. You know, this guy was that is at, true. Like I'm, I'm looking up his numbers right now just to prove my point. In his tenure with the Raptors, he was here for like about five years. This guy never once dipped under double digit points. He mm-hmm. had put up basically 16, 17 and a half, or 17 points. And every okay. single, and then every single year he was with us, the least amount of, the lowest amount of steals he had per game was 1.4. And he was always and how many what was he a five time uh for four time all defensive. So this is a guy that I feel like because maybe he's not the flashiest, most fun guy, or he wasn't the most interesting guy to watch. He did his job. Yeah, he did his job. Yeah. Yeah, like he did his job. And like that's the thing that people need to respect. Like this wasn't a guy that was flashy, but he did what he had to do. He could get you some buckets. He was relatively efficient, especially for the time when there was like a lack of spacing, and he was clamps. And I see the only thing about this lineup that like it does not give me a lot of faith is this is so defensive heavy yeah this line there's no offense on this lineup but then again we're not trying to play these guys in real life 
we're just trying to rank them based on where they would go based on their contribution to the organization as a player um, on and off the court. So yeah, I'm okay with uh, Christie be- taking the second spot, the two guard. Now this is where it gets tough though. Cause we got Boucher up there. We still got Jalen Rose. We still got OG and we still got Terrence Ross. Okay. It's gotta be OG. It has to be OG. Right. To be OG. But then I think about it. I'm like, there's a Terrence Ross who dropped 60-plus points, and then we have a Jalen Rose who got 81 dropped on by Kobe. Yeah, but and like the, thing <laughs> with, like the thing with Terrence Ross is, like, yeah, he dropped 54, but at the same time, like, he would be the kind oh, of guy. Oh, 54. Who, I thought it was yeah. 60. My bad. 54. Maybe, maybe, hey, I could be wrong. But, like, this is the guy who, like, yeah, he could drop you, like, 30 on the most hot shooting possible, and then the next three games, he's getting you a combined, like, 17 between three games. So, it's like the guy was so hot and cold with us, and it's like this guy could have been so special – but he just, it just the consistency was never there, so I feel like that's the biggest thing that was like, oh, that's tough. But okay, you know what? Actually, but I will say this. You know what? Let me reverse this. Doug Christie, we can put Doug Christie in reserve and move Terrence Ross up to the bench mob. We, we can to give that. him a bit of offense. Yeah, we'll, we'll give we'll give it a bit of offense and like you know what? Terrence Ross was definitely a fun guy to watch. Had some. Uh, I'll give him that. I'll give him that. Let me, let me, yeah. He did. Honestly, my favorite play or the most memorable play uh, of Terrence Ross was that Brooklyn game seven in uh, 2014 mm-hmm. when he, well, I think he jumped out of bounds, threw the ball off uh, off someone's leg or something to give us the possession. Yeah. And I think it was right after that when Kyle Lowry got blocked by Paul Pierce, right? Yeah, tough times. Uh, don't want to be reminded of that, man. But to be honest, like that was actually the game that made me like a diehard Raptor fan. Because I haven't been watching the basketball, like, religiously before that. Like, yeah. after moving to Canada, I was just trying to find something to do. And I was like, you know what? Basketball's cool. The Raptors are really cool. I got to watch a couple of Chris Bosh games. And then I remember watching, like, that game seven. And, bro, like, I remember exactly where I was, how I was feeling. And I was so crushed. Bro, m- me and my boys, we had to go to, like, the uh, – we're at Regent Parks. So we had to go to the – fucking community center at Regent Park, play a bunch of kids and body them just to make ourselves feel better. That's how pathetic we felt, man. Not a good time. Not a good time. But you know what? It was that series that turned everything around for us, right? After that, we started getting... I mean, not really, because after that, we got fucked by Wizards. And then we started to turn things around. Yeah, let's not talk about that Wizards series. (laughs) So, our bench mob lineup is Alvin Williams, Terrence Ross... OG Ananobi, Amir Johnson, and Antonio Davis. That's a big lineup, especially from three to five. Those are some yeah, big that's dudes, a man. Monster. Spacing that's is big... horrendous, but like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, a... by default, by default, we got Jalen Rose and Chris Boucher as our reserves. So, our reserve right now is Doug Christie, Jalen Rose, Chris Boucher, and Primo Pasta, aka Andrea Bargani. Now. Is there anybody we're missing from this list that comes to the top of your head? Like, are we missing anybody? Anyone that comes to my mind? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, to me, I don't think so. I believe we covered everything. Unless people want to start talking about Marcus Camby and uh, Chauncey Billups. Yeah, I would say, you know, Marcus Camby probably up there. Um, but I would say if we had to put someone there strictly for contributions and the love they had for the city – Junkyard mm-hmm. dog, you gotta put junkyard dog up there, man. Oh yeah, we do. This guy, but he would be a reserve though. Yeah, yeah, he'd be reserved. Like he, you know what? Like, he wasn't the most talented player. He wasn't that. Like, he was a dude that like was energy and like provided you good defense and like did what he had to do. 
But this is a guy that loved Toronto. He loved the city. And, like, as far as I know, I think he still has, like, a sort of, like, or he at least did before have, like, you know, kind of involvement with getting kids reading and stuff in Toronto with, like, scholastic book fairs and, like, other things like that. So That's like, so dope, man. Yeah, this is clearly a guy that was, like, invested and, like, really, like, fucked with the city at a time where I feel like it was really easy not to, like, be in Toronto. So he clearly embraced yeah. it. This was, like... You know, this is prior to DeRozan. This was like back in the day when like American men did not know a single thing about Toronto and just thought that it was like some winter wasteland and get me out of here ASAP. I'd rather be in like a dump like Indiana. <laughs> Bro, it's crazy because like hearing those, um, watching those videos of like Larry and OG and them saying what they miss about Toronto and, uh, and like for us being from this city and I'm like, you miss the DDP, you miss the gardener. What's yeah. wrong with you? I will say though, I, DVP is pretty nice. Like, I mean, minus traffic, right off the DVP, so I know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, like, when the DVP doesn't have traffic, bro, that's a beautiful highway. That's a it beautiful is. highway to be riding. I mean, you got the trees, you got the Don Valley River, you got all this. Stuff. It's like it's super nice. You like, get a really nice view of the city when you're pulling yeah, into. Yeah. Even bro, I, I'll be real with you. I used to take the DVP back in the summer from like work because I'd be working up in Markham sometimes, and like I'd be coming back. Shit. Yeah, and like. Bro, I, I take the DVP. I, I, you know, have the scenic route of, like, the like the Don Valley River and the trees and everything like that. And then I just merge, <laughs> merge on to the gardener, and then I'm driving through the city. I'm like, bro, this is a nice I, – I, I, that was the long way home for me. I'm like, I'm taking the long way. I don't want to go on the 401. What the fuck do I want to be on the 401 for? Like, if I'm going to be in traffic, I'd rather see, like, trees and rivers and, like, trails. I don't want to see, like, just concrete everywhere. Exactly. Yeah, man. I, I think it's cool, like, hearing these NBA players, like, especially the Raptors ones, like, talk about how much they love Toronto and what they love about Toronto. Because it's sometimes, like, well, not even sometimes. Like, for us, because we see the city so much, we get desensitized to a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But then when people get here, they're like, oh, my God, your city's so clean. It's so nice. People are so friendly. Okay. So it's really nice to hear that. Bro, I, so I remember, for every – yeah, go on. I was just going to add to your point, bro. I remember I met, like, these – like, a couple of New Yorkers when I was on vacation before. And they said how they went to Toronto before, and they said they drove around the city for hours, like just driving around Toronto willingly. I'm like, why would why would you do that? And it's like, bro, the roads are so nice, man. The roads, there's no potholes, and like it's clean, and like there's you can actually drive without being congestion. I'm like, bro, I'm like we really have it good. Yeah, <laughs> we have it. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, and they're like, yeah, it doesn't smell like shit. I'm like, bro, like, I want better for you. Like, you're just accustomed to your city smelling like ass at all times. I love New York, though. Shout out to New York. Bro, I love New York, too. I, I love New York. I love, like, especially, like, Bronx and Queens. I love going out to those places. Um, bro, I don't know how much you love, like, South Asian food, but if you're ever out of New York, go to Jackson Heights. Jackson Heights has some of the best food I've had in New York. Um, it's a really, really, really nice community up there. But, yeah, for everybody that's listening to the podcast still, we're just going to give you a quick breakdown of our first team all the way down to the reserve. So for first team, we got Kyle Lowry, DeMar DeRozan, Vince Carter, Kawhi Leonard, Chris Bosh. And we agreed that that's a championship team. Second team, we got Jonas Valanciunas. No, I made a mistake. Oh, my God. Not Jonas. My bad, everybody. Second team, we got Jose Calderon, Fred Van Fleet, Mo Pete, Pascal Siakam, and the great Marcus Saul. Third team, we got Damon Stoudemire, Norman Powell, Tracy McGrady, Serge Ibaka, and Jonas Valachunas. Bench mob, this is our big lineup with Alvin Williams, Terrence Ross, OG Ananobi, Amir Johnson, and Antonio Davis. 
And on the reserve team, we got Doug Christie, Mr. 81, Jalen Rose, Chris Boucher, and Primo Pasta, a.k.a. Andrea Bergani. And, yeah, Eli, just give a shout-out to the ones that we didn't uh, have on the list just so they're not forgotten. Yeah, I mean, a shout-out to Junkyard Dog, like we just said before. I mean, shout-out to Marcus Camby. Um, shout-out to Hakeem Olajuwon, Raptors legend. <laughs> Hey man, if we're gonna go that far, sh- shout out to um, uh, Quincy AC. Shout out to Ed <laughs> Davis. Shout out to Raptors legend Paige Stajakovich. Um, uh, Jared Jack, <laughs> Raptors legend Jared Jack. Shout out to Sean Marion, Hito Turkoglu, Jermaine um, O'Neal. Oh, uh, who else? Who else? Who else? What's his name? Uh, oh man, he was on the Raptors for like. Like Bro, if you can't remember him, maybe it's for the best. Cause right no, now, no, 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 Raptors <laughs> legend DJ Augustine. Like, let's get it. Like, this. <laughs> no, no. Shout out to the best Raptors big man of all time, Aaron Gray. Uh, shout out to Kleza. Like, just incredible, incredible. Players. Landry Fields. Landry Fields. Oh man, man, we really had to watch a lot of these guys play. Raptors, on the Raptors legend man. Steve Novak. Like, just incredible times. Yo, my favorite clips of Steve Novak, for anybody that's listening, yo, go on YouTube and just watch how hyped he gets for his teammates. Like, this guy, within a second, goes from white to black. Like, this, his inner black comes out when he's, like, hyping up his teammates, bro. It's the funniest thing ever. Shout out to Steve Novak, man. Shout out to Steve Novak. And you know what? If we're going to give a shout out to Steve Novak, shout out to fucking Jason Capono, bro. Yo, shout out to Jason Capono. Sniper. Bro, Jason Capono, dog, this guy had some crazy games where you're just like dropping threes after threes. Good times, man. Uh, Yo, we've come a long way, man. Our organization have come a long way, Brand, in the last 20 plus years. It's crazy. But again, thank you everybody for joining us for this tier list. We had a lot of fun making this one. Um, you know, it's always a walk down memory lane whenever we get to like talk about players that have played for us in the past and players that, you know, went from being a rookie to where they are now making good dollars like Chris Boucher, Fred Van Vliet, um, Pascal Siakam, etc. Uh, and OG too, you know, he, he's getting a bag too. So, you know, it's really cool to see our guys grow and we're really excited for next season. Thank you again for joining us. Before we, um, you know, hop off this episode, just want to say thank you to Eli a.k.a. OG the Clamp God, uh, for coming on again. You know, he's been a regular on our episodes, and we love having him on. Yeah, go on, go on his Twitter. Let him know what you think about uh, his tweets, about his um, contribution to our podcast, etc. if we should continue to bring him back, because I like talking to him. You guys like talking to him, from what I've heard. So we're going to continue to have him back. You are definitely setting me up for failure here. I ain't setting you up for shit, man. It's all about success, okay? We take dubs together. No L's over here. Noel's over here. Anything you want to say before we um, end this episode? Um, no. <laughs> I was thinking, like, <laughs> is there anything thought-provoking or any? No, I, I have absolutely nothing. Oh, I guess maybe one thing. Um, I, oh, actually, no, nah, I take it back. I have nothing to say. You don't? All right. Well, you know what? He might not have anything to say now, but he does have a lot to say on Twitter. So again, go follow him on Twitter at OG the Clamp God. And also you can find me on Twitter at Armani Raf, A-R-M-A-N-I-R-A-F. 
Go find me on Twitter. Go find Eli OG the Clamp God on Twitter. And yeah, we'll see you next time. Thank you again for joining us. Peace.